Right, lads. Today I want to talk about something that's been rattling around in my head for on and off for a couple of years now, I suppose. And it's... I was going to say the importance of religion, but I'm, I've changed that. as When I wrote that down, I was like, the importance of religion. If I start talking about the importance of religion, people who know me a long time are going to... A, rewind the 30 seconds and listen back to it because they're going to be sure I didn't say the words importance of religion. Have I lost my fucking mind or what the fuck is going on with me? So I'm going to rephrase it ever so slightly and I'm going to talk about or at least try and talk about or try and figure out in my head the historical importance of religion. Okay? And the reason I say the, the historical importance of religion is because I think that the internet has changed everything. So... You've probably heard in history or even me recently, I was given out about terms like the Bronze Age and the, the Neolithic Age, which is the New Stone Age, and the, the Mesolithic, which is the Middle Stone Age, and the Paleolithic, which is the Old Stone Age. All these Bronze Age, Iron Age, all those all those terms, they're too wishy-washy as far as I'm concerned. They're not. You'd be far better served by learning how many thousand years ago was this. And... Make an exception for the internet age because I think we're living in it. So the internet age isn't thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago or decades. We're in the middle of it, okay? We're, we're living through it and it's only gotten started, really. I mean, the internet has only become ubiquitous and still only ubiquitous in the Western world for the most part, but it's, it's, only, it's only getting going now. It's only very recently, like in the last couple of years, that you can just Google anything and everything whenever, wherever you want. You don't have to be in coverage. Like coverage seems to be a thing of the past nearly. Like coverage these days is, oh shit, I don't have enough coverage. To do what? To watch a fucking 4K, four and a half hour long movie on Netflix. Like before it was like, oh, I don't have coverage, which, me- which meant you couldn't access the internet full stop. Those days are more or less gone. So we're, we're only living recently in the real age of the internet. What the fuck has the age of the internet got to do with religion? Well, there's another little expression or saying that I'm, that I'm a fan of, me that loves my little sayings. And it's, in the age of information, ignorance is a choice. Okay, so just to expand on that slightly. This is the first time in human history that you can actually just find out whenever, whatever you want about whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want it. There's a million and one different ways to get to the same answer, depending on what way you want to go about getting that answer. Okay, so if you were a Jew or a Christian or a Muslim or a Hindu or a Buddhist growing up throughout the centuries and millennia, that was fine. You grew up in an area that was Jewish, so you were Jewish. Or you grew up in an area that was Muslim and you you were a Muslim and that was fine. That was grand. That's what you are. You didn't know, like, Jews from a thousand years ago presumably didn't know that there was another hundred religions around the world. And if they did, they viewed them as being, you know, beneath theirs. As I'm sure did Christians and Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists and whatever else, Okay. There was some vague notion back then that there were other religions, but those other religions weren't as informed as yours was, basically. Everyone thinks that their religion is the one true religion. Everybody thinks their religion is the one true God, blah, 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 blah. Okay? That was kind of fine pre the internet. 
okay? But as I said, in the age of information, ignorance is a choice. So I don't have a whole pile of time for anybody who would consider themselves to be either a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or a Hindu or or whatever it is that's grown up with the internet. I've said before that when I get into debates with people about religion, for the most part, I give people older than me a free pass. Okay? If somebody in their 50s wants to join the Catholic priesthood, you know, whatever, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to really care. I'm not going to argue the point too hard. I'm of the opinion that people older than me grew up in a different era. And as I said, they just get a free pass. They'll die soon enough. If you're my age and younger, however, fucking forget about it. You're not getting away with shit. You've had the same access to fucking information that I have, and it's not good enough, okay? And just to clarify, I think that anybody, let's say younger than me or my age, 36 and younger, who considers joining the Catholic Church to be morally reprehensible. I think that anybody who's in the Catholic Church has some fucking serious questions to ask themselves. One of them being, how much of a hypocrite can I be? Look, 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 look. Old habits die hard in that. I'm not going down the whole religious bashing route. That's that's not my intention, so I'm just going to carry on. Okay? The historical importance of religion. So... Like usual, I'm going to try and explain this as best I can to myself and whoever's listening via analogy. Shocker. So a friend of mine is brown, as it happens. Now, the only reason I mention that is because it's it's kind of fundamentally important. Okay? Her dad is from uh, the Caribbean, and he married an Irish woman, and she is their kid, so she's brown living in Ireland, okay? Now, we've been together before when we've met new people, and we've been asked where he is from. I say Navin, and people go, okay. She says Navin, but the answer isn't, or the reply or the response isn't okay the same as it is for me. There's usually a follow-up. There's usually some form of where are you really from? Or where are you originally from? Or how long are you in Navin? So if somebody asks me where I'm from and I say Navin, they never ask me how long I'm there. Ever. Not once. They've never asked me, you know, where am I really from? Ever. Not once. Okay? Now, her nose is a bit out of joint over this. Because as she saw it, she saw it as being insulting. She She translated... Where are you really from? Or how long have you been living in Navin? She translated that to uh, why are you brown? And didn't take it as a an outright racist thing, but kinda. You know, she's been treated differently because of the colour of her skin. So you can understand how you can see how you, you get annoyed. You know, all your friends, all your white friends can answer, oh, I'm from Kells, I'm from Navin, I'm from Dublin, and nobody passes fucking any remarks. But she says she's from Navin, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, God, right, and how long are you living in Navin? So, I, look, I can get, I get where she comes from. But I managed to change her mind, or at least I must actually double-check this word, because I think I managed to change her, her mind in relation to this. Because what I said to her was, 
the people who are asking you, where are you from? And I, I know this from personal experience because I'm sure I've asked a taxi man before, you know, where are you from, man? And he'd say, you know, Fitzherbert Court in a state in Navan. And I go, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, originally, man, where, where are you from originally? Like? Because, you know, he'd be a, a really dark dude or whatever. But I'm not doing it out of racism. I'm doing it out of interest. And what I try to explain to my friend is somebody who asks where are you really from, they're interested. And they're not racist per se, even though it might be a somewhat racist thing to ask somebody. Somewhat racist, unintentionally racist, but certainly not intentionally racist. Because what I tried to explain to her was an actual racist won't care. An actual racist doesn't doesn't care and won't care where you're originally from or how long you're here. They don't give a shit. As far as an actual racist is concerned, you're from Brownland or Blackland or Foreignland. You know, you're from somewhere that's not here. And that's it it doesn't matter where. The specifics of it don't matter. You know, racists don't like brown people or black people or Asian people or Chinese people or whoever it is that they don't like. And, or white people. If you're a black person and you hate white people, you're, you're just as racist as a white person who doesn't like black people. But anyway, I maintain at least that, a, that an actual racist won't care where you're from. You're from foreign land as far as they're concerned. And they just want to send you back there. The specifics of there doesn't matter. There is to them is not here. Where you go, they don't give a shit. You could go to somewhere that's way better than here. They don't care. They just don't want you here, okay? That's an actual racist. Somebody who's saying, somebody who asks where you're really from, they're only really trying to get to know you. They're trying, they're only trying to get a handle on you. And here's another one. One thing that I do get, like I don't get where you're really from, but what I will get, and it's it's more relevant closer to home than I am. So within my county, or within, let's say, a, I don't know a ten mile radius of of my house. When people ask me where I'm from, I won't say Navan, because I don't live in Navan. I live in Kilberry. But Kilberry's only a little small townland area. A little, it's not even a village. Like, there's a pub and a shop and a church, you know, and a couple of farm sheds, and that's literally it. But what I'll get is, and where are you from now? Like, oh, I'm, fr- I'm from Kilberry. Oh, right, right, right. And uh, what did you say your surname was? And I'd say McKeown. And they go, McKeown, McKeown. Would you be anything to Tom McKeown? And I go, the farmer. And they go, yeah. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom would be uh, an uncle of mine. He's my dad's brother. Right, right. So you'd be cousins then with with um, with Thomas Jr. Jr. and Bernard. I would indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's your mam now? My mam would be a flood. A flood, right. And would she be a flood from, from Rakenny? She wouldn't indeed, yeah, no way. Just you know the you know the whole family line. Oh God, I do, yeah. You know we're we're McKeevers and the McKeevers and the McKeones and the flood go back years and years and years and blah 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 blah. But basically, what they're what they're trying to achieve is to get a handle on who you are. So for me, in my own personal circumstances, being a McKeon from Kilberry holds a certain weight because the McKeones from Kilberry have been here for decades. Like my son, my two kids actually, I think are, I have to double check this in my head, but I think they're, they're at least third generation, if not fourth generation McKeones from Kilberry. Okay. We're not blow-ins by any stretch of the imagination. And that means something to people because it means that they have, 
they have an immediate safety around you. There's, there's a level of decency that's expected of you. Okay? If I said I'm Dave O'Leary from Dublin, they'd probably ask whereabouts in Dublin are you from? Now, they mightn't necessarily know Dublin, but what they're looking for is, does where you say you're from jump out as a place that's typically on fire? Because if it is, the odds of you being a bad person are higher. They're not guaranteed, obviously. There's no guarantees in any of this. It's all very vague and all very wishy-washy. But it's how we try and get a handle on people. People are keen to know who it is that they're talking to. And they want to... Before they, they give you any more information or before they they welcome you into their home or before they're happy with you going out with their daughter or whatever it is, they want some some form of reassurance that you're not a bad person and you're not you don't have a nefarious motive or you don't have a nefarious motive. And I think historically that's where the import that's where the historical importance of religion comes from. So if you grow up in an area, you're going to know everybody in the area. But if somebody comes from the outside in, finding out what religion that person is is going to be crucially important. Because if you're a Christian and they're a Christian, you can kind of sigh a bit of a sigh of relief. You're like, okay, right. Already I've got some form of handle on you. Okay? But if you tell me you're a religion that you've never heard of, all of a sudden I've got loads of questions. You know, what, what do you believe in? Why do you believe in it? I mean, what's running through the back of your mind is, are these people cannibals? Are these people the type of people who just rape and pillage? Are these people up to no good? Are these people worshipping the wrong God? And are they going to sacrifice me and my kids to this God? Now, I'm talking, you know, way, way back when. I, I don't think people these days are going to have those kind of thoughts. But And I know I'm not, I know I'm, I'm stumbling around here but that's the whole point i'm trying to get a handle on what it is that i'm I'm trying to think here was the historical importance of religion if nothing else just a way of knowing who you were standing in front of or getting some sort of a handle on somebody quickly just like these days like maybe when people ask you know where are you really from maybe that's a throwback to centuries or millennium ago whereby when you met somebody new you had to find out fast as fuck what this type of person was all about who were they could they be trusted and a a quick way of getting to that would be to determine that they were like you in some way we've replaced this to a certain degree with football teams so if i get chatting to somebody if i find out that they're a liverpool fan I can kind of sigh a sigh of relief because Liverpool fans are generally pretty sound. But if you say you're a United supporter and that you love Manchester United and you think Alex Ferguson's a great fella, well then fuck you. Because, you know, all likelihood is that you're a complete prick. (laughs) Broad sweeping generalisation alert, lads. But hopefully you get where I'm coming from. That's what the that's what these things have. They have some sort of a utility. Oh, you like you know Oasis and Guns and Roses and all the different bands that I like. There's odds are that you're a decent human being. Oh, you're you're a 
Britney Spears fan of your big take that fan. Oh God, really? How much more time do I have to endure in your company? But yeah, I just tried to get that out of my head and hopefully it made sense. It seems to have made a little bit more sense for me at least to get it out because again, these thoughts have been rattling around in my head forever and it's great to just fucking get them out because now we can listen back to it and maybe take a few notes and maybe this episode will be in another series but put a little bit more succinctly, a little bit more congruently and on that note, I'll catch you tomorrow.